All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Douglasville Impact, our community podcast. And we have a great show coming up with some great information and uh, some great guests on our uh, show today. So let's go ahead and welcome everybody we have on your radios and on your phones and on your screen in front of you. So let's start off with introducing for the first time on the show, uh, producer Steve is joining us today. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. And Mr. Chris Dixon is joining us again today. Hello, everyone. And our special guest on today's episode is Miss Emma Finger with Warehouse of Hope. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us. We're excited to talk to you about all the things that you guys are doing for the, our, our community and our citizens. So, excellent. So, let's uh, jump right in and let's talk about some news we got going on. Who's going to handle the news? Chris, you going to do some news? I'm going to do news, today? yes. Excellent. What's happening? Well, our very own fearless leader, our city manager, Marsha Hampton, has been named the Georgia City County Management Association president for 2021. She will assume the presidency for a two-year term starting in January of this year. And, of course, everybody knows Marsha all across the state. She's quite a well-known figure, and we're just proud to have her. She does a great job. Yeah, she really does. GCCMA, yeah, that's that's one of those uh, alphabet organizations we hear all the time here at the city, the GCCMA. <laughs> they do and stuff. They've been all around over there. quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lo- there's a lot of good work and stuff that they do. So yeah, it's great that that uh, Marsha Hampton's going to be leading them for the next couple of years. So yeah, awesome. Good news. All right, and then we had a visitor here uh, earlier this week that um, was actually presented a proclamation and key to the city <coughs> at a city council meeting, and it is Captain Rimache Nelson who is the public affairs officer for the Air Force Thunderbirds. And uh, that's quite a honor. She is the first African-American female to be accepted into that elite flying corps. And she is their public affairs officer. She's also a Douglasville native and a graduate of Douglas County High School. So we're very proud of Captain Nelson. She um, also was part of the uh, demo team that did some flying here back in May in Atlanta and Washington and Baltimore to thank the frontline healthcare workers. Yeah. So she was involved with that as well. So, yeah, she was she was really impressive. We actually had her in and talked to her Very. a little bit before the council meeting where she got her key to the city. She's an impressive uh, young lady, uh, Captain Nelson. You know, she, yeah, she went to Eastside Elementary, uh, Stewart Middle School. Uh, Douglas County High School, and uh, talked about all of her teachers and her school. She, lo- you know, uh, with high praise, loved her time here and 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 everybody and and stuff. But she went on to do really, really well. And she's just, she's very well spoken. She represents uh, the Air Force very well. She represents the Thunderbirds really well. Um, yes, and Douglasville. And I was, Douglasville I was really matter. impressed yeah. when she said that they. Uh, wanted to put on her bio that she was from Atlanta, Georgia, and she told them, no, 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 I'm from <laughs> Douglasville, Georgia. <laughs> so. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah, really And that's it impressive. for news. Yeah, she yeah. was really great. I got to say, you know, um, as an ambassador for the military and as someone who speaks so highly of their hometown and is in such a high-profile position, I mean, what an honor to have her from the city of Douglasville. She is just amazing. Yeah, and she talked you about just Washington liked. You just would have liked to have had her in the Blue Angels, right, Steve? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Navy being guy. a Navy guy, I you know, <laughs> I, I lean toward the Blues, but uh, yeah, 
hey, listen, yeah. I love the Thunderbirds. They're awesome, and uh, she they she are. she was very impressive. Yeah, and, and that's it was some great. impressive flying. Yeah. When she was in town, she she took the opportunity. She went and visited, you know, the, her school, her old schools, and uh, talked to some of the kids. And she went to the boys and girls club and mm-hmm. talked, spoke, and uh, she she did like a whole tour while she was here in town, just talking about you know mm-hmm. motivating and inspiring kids and uh, young people and, and and girls and people of color. And she she talked about that about how you know those. You know, it's an, the opportunities are there, and she was like, you know, I'm an example of what you can do. You know, so, you know, get out and and she was just very inspirational just to hear speak, and I can imagine, you know, what the kids thought, you know, because she she toured all the schools while she was in town, so it was it was great. She was a very in, inspirational uh, person just to be able to speak with for a little time. So very, very much so. Um, so awesome. That's so that that's all of our news, then, Chris. That's all items. the news. That Those is were good news. items, though. So. That's fit to print. All right. So and then so Steve's going to tell us a little bit about some event kind of things coming up then, right, Steve? Yeah, I got a couple of items. Um, we're going to have a parks job fair. This is happening November twentieth from nine until two at the Ike Owings Building at Hunter Park. Uh, the address is eighty-eight thirty Gurley Road. Everybody knows Hunter Park, but um, we have some openings in our parks department. I got to say, our parks department is awesome. They recently got accredited um, with a nationwide accreditation, and uh, they are just—they uh, are really just doing a great job over there. And this is—if you're interested in this kind of career, this would be a, a time to get in on it. Uh, we're looking for a park maintenance worker one. Uh, it says full-time, part-time, so I don't know if that's—is that you know, Chris? Are they looking for both a full-time and a part-time? Yes. Okay. I think they're looking for both. So. so probably a couple of openings there for maintenance workers. A park superintendent, that is a full-time job. And then to, to work with our golf professional, Chris, over at West Pines, he's looking for an assistant golf professional. And I imagine that's probably a full-time position as well. Yeah, that um, one sounds fun. Yeah. Do you and have to know uh, how to play golf for that? I that one. I think you have to know how... I think you really need to be, you know, a golfer. Do you have to I be think, good? I think is the first first requirement is, is you need to know how to play. That's the first you thing. You think he'll ask me that? Well. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm I pretty mean, sure I wouldn't qualify. There's yeah. a big difference between knowing how to play I could how mow to play the golf well. course. I just couldn't play the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are three positions. Uh, once again, the dates uh, on that are the 20th of November. Uh, from 9 until 2 at the Ike Owens building. And if you're looking to get into uh, the parks profession, and especially a good job with the city of Douglasville, I mean, we, we're a good place to work. Um, there you yes. go. There's, a, there's, a, there's a three openings at least, maybe four openings there to get in. And they're a fun crew over there, just basic work environment. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with the parks people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a our fun par- group Our park there. staff, I mean, uh, just in the past couple of years, they have really – got some really quality people that they've hired and they do a great job and uh, i would love to Absolutely. you know if I didn't do what i do which i love what i do but i wouldn't mind working <laughs> in a park you can't go over there no you're, i'm not leaving. stuck here <laughs> so. you ain't going nowhere <laughs> me neither <laughs> yeah. my, my degree is in tv it ain't in parks but just saying <laughs> so uh yeah so we also have youth baseball coming up um is this for spring Spring, yes, yeah, spring, spring 2021. Okay. Yeah, so we're, right. we're registering, registering. Uh, for youth baseball, and that's really pretty much for the next couple of months. You can, you can register. You can go to our website at douglasvillega.gov slash registration and then click on youth athletics, 
and uh, it's going to be a um, another great season of youth baseball. We, I mean, literally hundreds of kids play at it at our at our parks every year, and it's they just run great. a really good league over there. Yeah, it's it's a really yeah, good baseball league that they've put together in general. Yeah, and it's a quality park they play at. As oh my well. gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah. Hunter's got great baseball facilities. Yeah. Absolutely. And since it got canceled last year or this year in the spring, it's uh, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to playing ball again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just getting out again. So yeah, that I think they're registering now, but yeah, they've got um, evaluations will come up in January and practice will start February. So yeah, this is like the March season, I think, is when they start. So this will yeah, be the spring. March the eighth is when yeah. they start. No, the sixth. I'm sorry, March sixth. Okay. So they're going to start evaluations in January. Practice will begin in February, and the season starts in March, like Chris just said. So uh, baseball registration going on, that's going to be good. If you want to get your kids out and play some baseball, we certainly have a great program. Jessie is our, is our person over there, Jessie Mosley, and she does an absolutely great job with our baseball program. And All the she will take yeah. care of you for sure. Uh, and so that's going on through the 25th, Steve. Yeah, right. Through of January. Of January, yeah. So you've pretty much got two months that you can register your child for baseball for springtime. And lastly, uh, Holiday Hoops Basketball. And this is happening the 21st through the 23rd of December from 9 to 4 at the Alice Hawthorne right. Center out of Jesse Davis. Uh, if you haven't been out to see... Jesse Davis and the Hawthorne Center. We have a beautiful new floor out there. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. They've gone old school with a beautiful wood floor. It really looks amazing. Oh um, yeah, it's a beautiful new court over there. Yeah, it really looks great. Uh, this is ages five to twelve, and registration will run through November thirtieth, and it's forty-five dollars per child. Once again, you can go to our website at DouglasvilleGA.gov/registration and click on the Youth Athletics tab, and it'll take you there and uh, get registered for Holiday Hoops. It's just a quick few days. Uh, give your kids something to, to do as they get ready yeah. for Christmas, and, you know, you're, you know, they're home from school, and you're maybe going a little crazy, and you want to give them something to do. There you go. So I think that's Christmas a good, uh, basketball. good program. Yeah. Basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, and all of our all the parks, like we said, the Parks Department has, has been doing great work. Um, in all of these things with the baseball and the basketball, just they do have in place all the guidelines and safety measures to make sure, you know, kids are safe and, you know, hand sanitizer stations and, and constant cleaning of the facilities and things like that. So they're on top of all those guidelines as well. So to make sure that any, anybody that does come out to participate in any of these programs are doing it safe, have some good, safe, clean fun. So cool. And that's all I got. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Steve and Chris. So uh, let's move on and let's talk to Miss Emma down here and uh, and talk a little bit about Warehouse of Hope. So Emma, you run Warehouse of Hope, which is in our community and serves our community. So for anyone who's not familiar, why don't you just start off by telling us about you and telling us about what Warehouse of Hope is and what you guys do. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. <coughs> um, you know, Warehouse of Hope is near and dear to me because um, it actually started due to struggles me and my family had starting in 94. Um, in 94, a lot of things happened in our family that was just unexpected, um, and it changed our lives tremendously. Um, we found out that I had a genetic disorder, so we were pretty much living at Scottish Rite Hospital. 
Um, and in the midst of that, my dad at age 36 had a massive heart attack. Um, so we went from a family who was physically fine, financially fine, to all of a sudden everything was kind of flip-flop. And um, I'm not sure if any of y'all remember much about 94, but unfortunately I do because of all that. Um, we, for the first time, worried about where our next meal was going to come from. Um, my dad went from a very well-paying job to just being knocked off his feet. Um, and God just spoke to him through that and showed him that we were not the only people going through a hard time at that moment and nowhere to fall back on at that time. Um, so he actually quit his very well-paying job and just trusted God. And um, he started driving a school bus for the county and built Warehouse of Hope up from there because we learned through the schools how much the need was really there. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up in a 200 square foot building uh, now we are here on Hunter Road, and now we serve usually, and of course the number goes up and down throughout the weeks, around 500 families a week. Wow, very nice, very nice. And you, and you guys, like you said, you work with some of the, some of the schools and things like that. Um, yeah, um, one thing that is near and dear to my heart, I always run the little events on Facebook that call uh, No Kids Should Go Hungry. Um, being that I still have a child in middle school, um, it kind of hits me in the face every time I talk to the counselor of how many kids don't have that access to food when they go home. Um, so we partner with them and we make sure those kids go home with a backpack full of food on the weekends and the holidays. So I truly believe no kid should have to worry about where the next meal comes from. Yeah, that's a that's a, a devastating number when you talk to the schools and they, they, they tell you about the kids who are on the free and reduced lunch program and they talk about the number of kids who just the, the, the food that they get at school is all they get. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking, especially when you think about all the kids that were stuck at home because of COVID. And, um, you know, we ended up having so many new new population of people coming to us through COVID when it first started, we were getting crazy thing about now but so many waitresses that were just having the trouble feeding their families because they couldn't go to work um this year alone we've served forty-two thousand individuals um we've passed out over a million and a half pounds of food and it's like every week we're still having 40 to 50 new registrations of people who have never been to us for for assistance yeah I i think that's definitely we've definitely seen a rise in the need across the board for services like like this and 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 What's great about our community in, in this whole area, there's a lot of organizations like yourself that are out there uh, that are there to serve and that are there to help uh, citizens in, in need. Uh, and uh, we had we had Pastor Frank Smith from the Pantry on our la- last episode, and we talked with him, and he talked about all the things that they've been doing, and we're talking to you. Um, and, and there is a long list of, of organizations even on our website we've got a, a page on our website that's dedicated to community out and service outreach type programs uh, to connect citizens with with resources and with all of the programs that are out there there are still a huge growing need that aren't getting you know reached so that there's clearly a big need for for these kind of things in our community um, especially yeah, right you now you talk about the need the need on that end but the need on you know people like our end Um, All of us are volunteers, Um, so if anybody has an extra moment where they want to come out and be part of that, um, volunteers are a huge, huge necessity to serve that many families in a week. Um, So that is always a need. Something cool we were able to figure out this year, I actually was um, in touch with the local animal shelters. Um, A lot of people through the whole COVID were trying to find foster homes and give up their pets during Mm -hmm. this time because it was either feed them 
fluffy the pets. Yeah. And so I'm a huge pet fan. Um, I used to work at a vet clinic and that really tugged at my heart. Um, kids and animals kind of do that to me. Um, and we ended up on the long side of profit. And now we have a pet food bank here. Hmm. So we're Aww. able to help people where they can not only come in and get food for themselves, but their pets too on a weekly basis. So we uh, have gone big with that. We also were able to start up vaccine clinics this year. So we actually hold vaccine clinics here for dogs and cats at the Warehouse of Hope. And our next event for that will actually be December 5th. And um, we love that because it does offer people very, very affordable vaccines so the pets still get the help that they need. Um, but it also makes it where it's not breaking the bank and they're still yeah. getting the help they need. And we're able to sign them up for free spay and neuter clinics also. That's awesome. I, yeah, I didn't realize you guys had added that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, so you talked about us, but we love it. <laughs> yeah, well, we love the animals here. So, <laughs> so you talked about that. So, uh, what what are some things? Obviously, volunteers uh, are a way that people can can step up and, and and help. But so, what other needs do you guys have, and how can the community, you know, come out and help you guys? People, uh, volunteers are tremendous, um, but. Um, we are blessed with the ability to be able to serve up to 900 families a week. And like I said, right now, it's usually 500. Uh, we have the food. We have the ability. We want people to spread the word. And this is why I'm so excited about this podcast, because you never know who in your immediate family or your group that is going through a hard time and is ashamed to say that or scared to tell somebody. But let them know we're here. That's what, what's what we're here for is to serve and help. And we love having new people come through this. So it's kind of exciting, like I was saying having 40 new families registering every week still. So it's exciting. We want them to come. So that's huge. That's a need. We want the people to come to get the food. Um, but, you know, prayer, it's, it's been a very hard year. I mean, as long as I've been doing this, I've seen struggles this year unlike any other. And it's heartbreaking to hear what people are going through, the things they're having to deal with. Um, and prayer is just a big necessity. We did finally open up back the doors of taking in donations. I know a lot of the schools weren't able to do canned food drives for us this year because of COVID. So if you know, canned food drives are always a tremendous blessing, um, that helps us feed, of course, even more and give them variety to family. Yeah, I know uh, my wife uh, works with uh, the FCA groups at our kids' schools, and they always do a food drive, and it's always cool when they've got the kids collecting all the cans, and we get to make the delivery over to you guys, and they've got them lining the hallways. So and it's, it's always true. really like, neat it's to see. exciting. Yeah, kids the are kids always get the best. Excited. Kids are the best volunteers here. Kids are the best advocates to get help. Kids just get out there because they have such a heart to want to help. So, yes, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So we can't wait till we are able to do that. I, I mean, you know, they have the groups like that in the schools aren't really meeting right now. So there aren't really FCA groups or anything like that meeting in schools. They haven't been allowed to do that yet. So any anybody, any of those groups that are doing fundraisers or canned food drives and things like that aren't at the moment. So, um, yeah, if, if, if so, you guys just take donations just straight out, out from people? We do. So, oh, so, most okay. definitely. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, for, we, for a long time, we had to quit taking in. We always did a clothing ministry where people could come receive clothing also. Uh, but we just now have been able to open that back up. So we do take food. We do take clothing. We do take shoes. You know, it is a cold time of year. There's people who come to us specifically looking for coats. So yeah. coats are always a huge need this time of year, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a minimum age, uh, Emma, for your volunteers? 
Um, the way we do it, um, we figure if they can drive here themselves, you know, it's kind of great for them to be able to do that. But we, if they're under the age of 18 and they can drive, we do ask the parent to sign parental consent form. Okay. We have a lot of kids who are 12, 13, 8, hmm. 6. They come as a family or they come with a group. You know, when we were still able to get groups from school, which he just, you know, said they're not there anymore. But we have groups from the school. And if they come as a group and they have one adult that's in charge of them, that's fine. Um, but no, there's not really an age limit. They love to come in here. They love to kind of be involved. Um, and like I said, kids are the best. They come in here and they put in their full heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And we're coming up on a, you know, we're coming up on a cold season. We're coming up on a, a holiday season and, and things like that where there's increased need for food, clothes, everything. You know, there's, there's, and in, in, in the year of 2020, there's increased hardships across the board. Um, that's the conversation we had last week when we were talking with, uh, pastor Frank at the, the pantry is it's not the same, um, the same clients that you, that you normally see come through. It's totally different this year because there, there's a totally different, yeah. Um, so, so what you guys are doing and, and stuff is really helpful for, for the community and for the citizens out there. So we appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Um, and, and if there's any way that we as citizens can, can help and support, you know, and we obviously would love to, and we'll we'll make sure to put all the dates out there about any of the events you guys got coming up, and and provide your contact information. Is there is there anything else you want to talk about that you guys are doing or providing, or that you have coming up before we start to wrap? Oh, and kind of what you said, you know, as a community, we always kind of put it out there that we are community ran. Um, without the community's backing and their support, what we do is not possible here. We aren't like um, we're kind of strange in the way we don't take government grants, we don't take government funding. Because um, we always we always want to put out there we're community ran by our community because each and every one of us can make a difference in someone's life and if to be if I've had some people say well there's not really much I can do I don't have money and I don't have a way I can help but there are so many it's not just financials there are so many ways you can be a part of helping make your community a better place and we don't give ourselves a pat on the back for this because it is a community thing and we're just appreciative that God has allowed us to not only stick through this since '94. But most definitely through this year. This year has been tough. But we're so thankful mm-hmm. that we're still able to do it. That's awesome. And and, and obviously, yeah, you, you're not going to pat yourselves on the back. So allow us uh, to pat you on the back and for say sure. thank you <laughs> for all that you guys do, for all the service you provide, and, and for being there for our community, for our citizens, for those in need. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it takes a community to, to, to fill that need. Uh, so we, we appreciate all the hard work that you guys put in and your volunteers. So from us, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for all you do. So We appreciate y'all letting us be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, we, we will, we will add uh, producer Steve will put all your information in the show notes and we'll put links to all your information and, uh, just real quick. So if somebody does want to get involved, if somebody does want to reach out to you and contact you, how can they do that? Where can they find you? How can they, how can they get a hold of you? Definitely have them contact me. Um, my name is Emma Finger. Uh, the email that you can reach me at is warehouseofhope123 at gmail.com. Um, I'm a big Facebook person. I do try to post something on a weekly basis to kind of show what we're doing. So if you want to join us on Facebook. But no question is a dumb question. I love questions, and that's what I'm here for. Um, I was kind of raised up in this place, so I love to answer any questions. Just send them my way. I'd love to have any help, and anybody that needs to help me come this way. Awesome. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, we do appreciate all the work that you guys are doing. We appreciate you coming on and talking to us today and, and telling everybody about what all you are doing at Warehouse of Hope. So thank you for appreciate joining it. us. 
Thank you, uh, Steve and Chris, for joining us today and talking about everything ho going on in the uh, the city and the community. And thanks to everybody for watching and listening. And go out and find all the information you can about Warehouse of Hope and uh, plug in and reach out to Miss Emma and figure out how you can help support our community. So thanks again. And until next time, uh, have a great week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>